Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Fantasy NFL Today podcast. It sure feels fantastic to be back behind the mic again. And welcome to the Fantasy NFL Today podcast. I am your host, J.P. Sticko, and like I said, it feels fantastic to be back behind the mic. I was on a vacation for a week in Disney. Prior to that, I was assigned to a court case, and then this week, we finally start up school. As those of you that don't know, I am a school administrator, and the week that the teachers come back is madness. However, we're getting things rolling. Teachers are doing fantastic. My vacation, let me tell you guys something, okay? So this is my first time at Disney with my children. I have a four-year-old and I have a one-year-old. My four-year-old is a girl and my one-year-old is a boy. Growing up, you know, I I never really went to Disney as a kid. I never really had an urge to go to Disney as a kid. I was a second child. I had a, a brother that was five years older than I was. I had two twin sisters that are a year younger than I am. We were never really a Disney family. Like, the one thing that I looked forward to, right, was going down to the Jersey Shore for a week in the summer. And going to see a sporting event. So I loved going to Yankee Stadium. I loved going to Giants Stadium to watch a G man. And I loved watching the New Jersey Devils while they used to play at Continental Arena. So I was never really a big Disney guy. I never got into anything. I mean, I loved the Lion King. You know, that was my steez, my geese, and I loved it. Um, but I really had no ambition to go to Disney. So for me, I kind of treated this Disney vacation, uh, and I kind of put on my child hat for a second. I put on my Disney t-shirt, my uh, Mickey Mouse t-shirt, I'm sorry. And my daughter is a big Disney princess fan. So when I got there, I knew she was going to have fun. We saw the, the, you know, the castle. We went to Magic Kingdom. But let me just tell you guys something. You spend about 150 bucks a ticket just to get into Disney. But when you're there, what you don't realize is you're stuck, right? There's no way you're getting a dollar menu. There's no way you're getting a dollar fifty cheeseburger. <laughs> you're stuck. You better have a lot of cash in your pocket when you go to Disney. But other than that, it was a fantastic trip, and I am pumped to be back. Training camp is in full force. Giants are rocking and rolling. Fantasy football redraft season is upon us, finally. My drafts, um, my rankings, I'm sorry, has finally dropped on ethos, sportsethos.com. Premium package only, so make sure you guys sign up for that one. Um, I'm updating those rankings in a few weeks. That's my original rankings. Training camp season has just started, so a lot of those rankings are going to change. But these next few episodes are meant to cover training camp, preseason games, and I'm calling it the hype train, right? So what you see it going on at training camp, guys, don't buy into all of it, but use it to your advantage for your drafts, okay? I'm going to get into a few things today, and I'm going to continue this trend throughout the week. Next week, heading all the way into redraft what I like to call redraft week, which is, you know, late August, early September, where then I really break down my rankings and tell you who you need to draft. Because at that point, it's do or die. Okay. Because by that point, if you don't have your draft, it's all daily fantasy sports, which I will get into as well, just a little bit. But my purpose here is full redraft season podcast. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's dive into some training camp. 
Folks, there is no such thing as a fantasy offseason, only the pre-draft season. And here at Sports Ethos, the pre-draft season has already begun. Our expert analysis are churning out important lessons learned and draft analysis on incoming rookies so you can get a jump on your prep and will have incredible free agency and a summer league coverage as well. But only if you're part of our premium member team. Head to sportsethos.com now and click on the premium tab to grab a fantasy pass today. Seriously, just cook yourself one extra lunch per month because this deal is only $5.99. I'll see you there. So training camp is now in full force. There's a whole lot going on. I'm a little bit under the weather. I don't know if you can hear it. I'm stuffed up. Got a headache. It's not COVID. I took a test. Don't worry about it. I'll live. However, my throat hurts a little bit, so I cannot take all day talking about every single thing in training camp. That's why I'm spreading this thing out for weeks and weeks because I want to talk about training camp news and preseason news as well. But the first guy I want to start off with is J.K. Dobbins and the Baltimore Ravens. J.K. Dobbins is coming off of an ACL tear on August 28th of last year. He missed his entire sophomore season, but he was just activated off the pup list, physically unable to practice, play, whatever you want to say, perform, sorry, list. Just got back yesterday. So that means he is on track to start September 11th against the New York Jets. That's week one for the Baltimore Ravens. So now we need to navigate this rough waters, right? How do we take into account J.K. Dobbins' knee, his backup situation, and Gus Edwards and Justice Hill? And where would you draft him in fantasy? J.K. Dobbins was a very hot name last year before his injury. Everybody wanted J.K. Dobbins last year. He was kind of like the Swift of this year. Everyone's talking him up. Everyone's talking about him. Everyone wants him. Or I should... Maybe more comparison to Travis Etienne according to his ADP, but he's that hot name right now. However, he tore his ACL. But so did his backup, Gus Edwards. He hurt his knee. Justice Hill had an Achilles injury. I currently have Dobbins ranked 19th as my running back, and that hasn't changed since day one. If you followed my, my, my Instagram page, before I started this podcast, I was high on J.K. Dobbins. I still am. So he, I have him four spots ahead of his ADP. Now, that's not a great, humongous difference between ADP, 19 and 23. However, I, I do think his projections need to be improved here according to his ADP. You guys need to be drafting him a little bit higher. The Baltimore Ravens offense is going to be explosive. Lamar Jackson is playing for his career. And what I mean by that, mula, money. I, he is a nutbag for not playing for guaranteed money. I don't know why he's even thinking about doing it, but it looks like he's going to do it. This guy should be playing for 200 plus guaranteed, but he looks like he's going to play on his current contract and risk an injury. But I kind of like that according uh, in terms of fantasy football. I'm really high on Lamar Jackson this year because of that. And I also think that boasts or boosts the rest of this Baltimore offense. And that includes J.K. Dobbins. Right? People can be worried about Gus Edwards taking carries. People can worry about Justice Hill taking carries. But like I said, J.K. Dobbins was a hot name last year. And everyone seems to have forgotten that this guy is very good. Now, let's see how the knee reacts to practice. Let's see how the knee reacts to preseason. Okay? Let's see how he does moving forward. Where would I draft J.K. Dobbins? I do not want him, obviously, as my running back one. And I do not want him as my running back two. 
I'm a big robust RB type of drafter in redraft leagues. However, if I can get Chase, Cup, or Jefferson late in the first, I'm going to do it over a Mixon or somebody like that. I'm going to take my wide receiver. But after that, I'm taking running back, running back. I need my running backs. I need my stable. But if I can get J.K. Dobbins and my possible flex slash first running back on the bench, his upside, in my opinion, is major. Because if he is as explosive and if he gets the work that I think he's going to get, he can finish as a, as a running back, too, for your fantasy football team. However, again, the knee is an issue. Gus Edwards taking carries is also an issue. But I want to keep my eye on J.K. Dobbins. How is that knee reacting to practice, like I said? And has he played any preseason games? Because if he's getting in at preseason games, people, that means they're really testing that knee out. Then that means that he is ready to rock. And that makes me more excited about J.K. Dobbins early in the season than I would be if he doesn't even step on the field for a preseason game. So again, let's keep our eye on J.K. Dobbins as he progresses through training camp. And hopefully we get to see some preseason action this year. Keep your eye on J.K. Dobbins. News out of training camp. He has returned back to practice yesterday, and that would be Monday. So the next kind of topic guy on my list for training camp news is Matthew Stafford. News just broke that he's getting he has some pain in his throwing elbow. McVay comes out to say this is an abnormal situation um, for uh, NFL quarterbacks. It doesn't really happen often, and that's really where they left it. It's a little bit concerning for me, and I think it's concerning not just for Matthew Stafford, but for his receivers as well. I currently don't have Cooper Cup as my number one wide receiver. I don't even have him as my number two wide receiver. People call me crazy, and that's fine. But I currently have him as my number three wide receiver. I'm obviously not moving him any further down than number three because of this news of the elbow injury. However, it makes me feel more comfortable that I have him at three and not at one. Justin Jefferson's my number one. I currently have Jamar Chase as my number two. You know why? Yes, he's explosive. Yes, he's good. But I love the Chase and Joe Burrow stack. In my opinion, the Chase and Joe Burrow stack is the best stack you can get in fantasy football this year. Let's think about other QB wide receiver combinations that I want to, uh, that I would probably put some money on um, Carr and Devonte Adams. Why? Because I could wait very late and draft Carr very late for that stack. So I'm really not putting too much emphasis on that stack where I wouldn't have to reach for the quarterback is what I'm saying. Um, the digs and Josh Allen it's a lethal combination. However, I hate taking a quarterback so early. I have never done it, and I will not do it. I refuse to take a quarterback round three, four, wherever Allen is falling right now. It's way too high for me. So I do not like that stack. Do I like it in terms of, of real life? Absolutely. Those two guys are lethal. I just don't like what you have to give up in terms of um, position players because you're drafting a quarterback so early, especially in one quarterback leagues. Brady and Evans, yeah, they're they're a really good combination. However, Brady likes to spread the ball around a lot. C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott is another one that not many people are talking about that could really be explosive. And the more that I talk about C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott, the more intrigued I am with that stack. Okay, with Gallup being hurt for the beginning of the season, I'm, it's, 
CD and Washington going down with the injury in training camp. CD Lamb is going to get peppered all year long. But the question is, can Dak help your fantasy team at quarterback? And I think he could. That's not a terrible stat. Again, I would rather have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. There's no other lethal combination in stacks better, in my opinion, than Chase and Joe Burrow. But going back to the elbow situation in Matthew Stafford, it's concerning. Um, it's concerning for Cooper Cup. It's concerning for Allen Robinson. Okay, it's concerning concerning for that entire wide receiver and running back room. However, we need to monitor it closely. And if you're a Cooper Cup fan and you have targeting Cooper Cup and you have a late in first round draft pick, you better hope that this news keeps breaking. Oh, his knee, his elbow still hurts. Blah, 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 blah. So then all of a sudden, Cooper Cup's ADP keeps dropping and then you can grab him. But he hasn't really been throwing in practice since this news broke. He threw a little bit in seven on sevens um, up in Irvine, California. Um, and McVeigh came out and said that he could technically throw if he had to, but this is all part of the plan. They're resting his own. It's all part of a plan. He's on like a throwing schedule. Think of it like a pitcher, right? He's on a throwing schedule. And that's concerning. So again, this is something to keep note of. Watch Matthew Stafford. In training camp, keep your eyes on uh, on the news and keep up with it, especially if you own Cooper Cup or Allen Robinson or you plan on drafting one of those two guys. And now let's take a look at the other spectrum. Daniel Jones. What is he doing? I understand that it's a new coach, it's a new philosophy, it's a new offense. Okay, but everything I'm reading out of the tablet is he is stinking up the joint. He is stinking up the joint. He went five for 16 in yesterday's practice with two interceptions, two drop passes from Kadarius Tony. And a whole lot of those five completions would have been sacks if it was an actual football game. It was a, quote, brutal day for the passing offense. <sighs> Man. This begs to, to really, really ask this question. right? Do the Giants just say, you know what, screw it. Let's go after Jimmy G. You know what kind of star Jimmy G would be in New York? Good-looking guy, Italian background. I don't think they should. I, I, don't, I don't think they will. Now, I have no inside information about that. That is just the gut. I have no idea whether they will or they will not. I've heard that they're looking at it, but I have no idea whether they will or not. And why I say they shouldn't is the New York, the New York Giants, okay, they need to just – they're in this – meddling middle zone right now where they have potential to be good if Daniel Jones is good. But I don't think Daniel Jones is bad enough for them to be a top five pick next year, if that makes any sense. I, I, I don't, the, If Daniel Jones plays, the New York Giants still will not pick in the top five, top six to get a top quarterback is what I'm saying. And that's the problem. 
Like I want Daniel Jones to stink if the Giants are not gonna if the Giants are not gonna are, are not gonna make the playoffs. I want him to just stink. I want him to be terrible, and I want the Giants to stink so we can draft a quarterback. But the way that this is working out, the way that I see this, unfortunately, I was high on the Giants until all this news was coming out, and I still think he can turn it around. But as of right now, the Giants are just going to meddle themselves into a one game below 500 type record, miss the playoffs by two, three games. And not have a good draft pick. Now, the good news about the New York football Giants is Saquon Barkley has been killing it. Saquon Barkley, who I have been hyping up since day one on this podcast, before all the rest of the people jumped on the bandwagon, is crushing it in camp. The reason why I was so high on him early, you need to take in consideration, people, a guy's talent and where they're currently being drafted in fantasy football. Saquon Barkley has RB1 potential. If you're going to tell me that he doesn't, you're absurd and don't know football. This guy is a freak of an athlete with RB1 upside. He just needs the ball. And he just needed to show that he trusts his legs again. Last year, he was a little bit slow in his bursts, a little bit slow in his cut. You just, you just saw it. It was just something off, and that off was trust. He didn't trust his legs yet. He fully trusts his legs. He fully wants his money this year. So the good news about Giants camp is Barkley's doing exactly what I thought he was going to do. I currently have Saquon Barkley in my top 10. I'm very, 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 very close to moving him up from 10, and I probably will, but you'll need to subscribe to my premium package on sports, I'm sorry, on ethosports.com. But the bad news out of Giants camp, Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. He is who we thought he was. And Saquon Barkley is doing what I thought he would be doing right now during this time period of the year, is dominating in training camp. He's starting fights. He's lowering his shoulder. He's catching the ball out of the slot. I have the number nine pick on my home league. And if any of my buddies are listening to this, this is my major league, big money league. I could be targeting Saquon Barkley there at nine. That's how high I am. But, you know, I probably won't because, again, I like that Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow stack. So I hope for Barkley to come back to me in the second round. But I've been high on Barkley since day one. I still am. Another news about guys coming off of injury. Okay, Michael Thomas looks absolutely, quote, fantastic. This is from Rappaport. He looks awesome. Quote from Rappaport. I don't want to do this where you see one practice and blow it out of proportion, but man, he looked awesome. He beat a Saints quarterback multiple times during one-on-one drills on Friday. This is his first practice. And he was on fire. Nobody could cover him on one-on-one. That's the Michael Thomas that we remember, isn't it? PPR machine, the best route runner in football. Don't tell me I didn't. Don't tell me that I did not tell you that this was going to happen either. I currently have him at wide receiver sixteen. That's eleven spots higher than his current ADP, and I had him at that spot months ago. Grab him. Do yourself a favor. Draft Michael Thomas. And you can get him certainly pretty late. 
which is a beautiful, beautiful thing, especially in PPR games, uh, PPR leagues. He's playing for a quarterback that's not afraid to air it out. He's playing for a quarterback that is probably going to pepper the heck out of him. Michael Thomas is that dude. And that Saints, I'm telling you guys, Saints are going to hit the over for their win total this year. Just a quick recap for those, for that little segment there. Daniel Jones, come on, man. Saquon Barkley, yep. Michael Thomas, yep. All right, all right. My throat is starting to bother me a little bit, guys. So I'm going to stop this episode right here. Um, next week, next episode will be in a couple days. I'm going to talk about Romeo Dobbs. I'll be talking about Elijah Moore, Drake London. I got a lot of things to cover this week. I'm going to have more next week. So make sure you're tuning in and follow me on Twitter at JP Sticko. You're not going to want to not follow me on Twitter and listen to this podcast because a lot of things that I'm asking or talking about on this podcast, I go into even more detail on my Twitter. So make sure you get on there. Ask me any questions you want, and I will make sure that I answer them. Make sure that you go to ethosports.com. Sign up for a premium package. There you will see a list. I have a list for running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight end. To help you win your fantasy football league. If you like this episode, please make sure you like, you subscribe, and you comment. I'll see you all in a couple of days. Stay safe, and remember, peace, love, and fantasy football.